Genesis 19, 23 through 38. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zor. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities in all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he looked and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. Now Lot went up out of Zoar and lived in the hills with his two daughters, for he was afraid to live in Zoar. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. Then you go in and lie with him, that we may preserve offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both the daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, some interesting history here. Oh, yeah. Where did the Moabites uh, and the Ammonites come from? Of course, those people are still out there. These are the people of Jordan. It's really, that would be who lives in Jordan, um, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Um, And so... (laughs) This this is a strange history. Yes, it is. They're coming from Lot. And of course, why is Lot sleeping with his daughters? Well, because his wife is now a pillar of salt. So again, this is kind of this strange reality here that we're reading about. We don't exactly know what the fire and sulfur that came down from the Lord is. This could have been some sort of like supernatural thing. Mm -hmm. It also could have been a volcano. I mean, that's kind of the most like, natural explanation of this yeah. uh which i would think that like that actually is kind of exactly what you would th- this is how you would describe a volcano um and even with lot's wife i mean i'm wondering if like the ash of the volcano kind of covered her mm. or if this was some sort of supernatural thing i'm not i'm not trying to explain this away naturally right, right. I'm, I'm okay with you know if god wanted to use natural or, means yeah. or supernatural means yeah. like you know what is being told here? How is this being described later? Um, but what we see ultimately is that, yes, God's destruction does come on Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, Lot is spared. His wife, because she looked back, was not spared. And then there's this strange story of the beginning of the Ammonites and the Moabites. So what is your thoughts on the passage? Right. I think, well, one thing, you just see Lot's fear. I think to your point about whether or not this is supernatural or natural, um, causes that God uses that it was definitely for judgment and that Lot knew that um, because he didn't want to, even though he was told to go to the hills, 
Um, there was a part of him that wanted to stay in the city because, you know, he's always trying to like still he's still not able to let go of his idea of what his life should be. And yet um, here we see that he has become fearful to stay in the city. So maybe you can kind of infer that he sees a lot of wickedness in this city and he thinks maybe God's going to judge this one as well. You know, it's dangerous to be here. Um, because it is dangerous to be outside right, yeah. <laughs> of the promise of God. I mean, like what the thing that's so sad to me here and the, well, it's, you know, one thing I guess that's interesting is to see Abraham coming out and he's looking out over this whole thing and seeing this destruction, nothing, something like he's never seen before. And it's, there's like a real poignant kind of, scene i think because here's lot he's running but he doesn't run back to abraham right and abraham's looking out almost it's almost like the it made me think of the um the prodigal son story and the father who's always looking out for the son to come home and yet lot knows where blessing is it's with abraham and his family and yet he just keeps running away and then we see how that results yeah i mean lot is a very interesting case study yeah because kind of to to use something that we talked about yesterday, it, it is almost as if he is like this justified sinner that won't really that won't fully run into the blessing of God. Right. And I think that that is probably instructive to a lot of people. Maybe some of you that are even listening to this, like um, the Lord's ways are right. The Lord's ways are good and. It's almost like some people, I think, have like enough faith to know that God is real, to know that salvation is in the Lord, but not really enough faith to actually trust him in all of his ways. Yeah. And that is where true fellowship with God, true blessing really comes. So this is a very interesting kind of, I think, message on faith. And, and look at all the problems that are then caused. I mean, how much, how many problems do the Ammonites and the Moabites cause for the people of God in you know, the other descendants right. of Abraham in later right. generations. Right. Um, these are not friendly. These, <laughs> these become foes. To exactly. The people of God. Yes. And yet, again, this hint of grace in this, because you think there really couldn't be a more disgusting. Dis I mean, this is just such a terrible story of how you know wicked human beings can be. And yet we know from future stories that God brings, for instance, the Moabitess Ruth into his family um and she is in the line of christ right yeah. and and the grandmother of david and like you know all these really amazing things that god's plans are still not thwarted that he still will re redeem um you know great sinners um and these enemies of god but yeah there's no doubt that his wrath is real yeah amen well very very again interesting story um and we continue in this amazing saga of Abraham and uh, of his life and his life with the Lord. So for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at Christcovenant.com. 
www.thepowerhouse.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.